Hello everyone and thank you for joining the XR Home podcast. Do kindly subscribe, support and share India's first AR VR MR podcast. So today I have with us Anthony Vitillo. He's one of the foremost evangelizer, blogger in the immersive tech space. His blog The Ghost Howls is like a reservoir of knowledge if you want to keep yourself updated on the latest happening in the AR VR space, the startup industry, market opportunity or the potential of what AR, VR and MR could become in the near future. I wish you enjoyed this conversation. At this point in time, you're more of an evangelizer and influencer. Though you have, you're a developer, you, you've been part of Emotion AR, now you have a blog post, you have a consulting company. So tell me, what's the story? You, you've been one of the early movers, right? You started in 2014. Actually, I didn't know I had, had interest in augmented reality before, in the sense that before I called it uh, computer vision, I yeah. had uh, made some experiments with an augmented reality engine done by myself, very terrible. And in 2014, a previous classmate of mine uh, with which I already uh, done some work together, uh, asked me if I want to do a startup together. Right. Yeah. And we wanted to use the Google Glasses because that year was the year that Google was making fantastic marketing about uh, Google Glasses. And they promised whatever, fantastic device that can guide you everywhere, um, gives you instruction while you're in the street, connect with your friends, lots of stuff. We made the Google Glass arrive from the United States to Italy, paying a lot of money. We tried them, they were terrible, really. Completely unusable device. We had these amazing dreams with the Google Glasses, but they were completely unusable. So while our dreams were completely broken, my, um, my classmate was really a smart man. He had a plan B, the Oculus Rift. I had no idea what the Oculus Rift was, but the day he took it in the office and made me try it, I completely fell in love with virtual reality. I understood that it was magical. I could be teleported in another place, even if the place was just demo. Uh, was terrible, actually, but I could really see the potential of being in another place and uh, do whatever I could do. We tried some games that day, and I was amazed. So we understood that we could do something with that. I wanted my life to be about those technologies. And we started with, um, to try to solve a problem that is having the full body in virtual reality. Because with the Oculus Rift k 2 you could only stay sit on a PC and press a key on your keyboard to move on and to turn with your mouse. So it was not realistic. So we used the Kinect with VR headset to give full body VR. In a time that there was not even the vibe, so no room scale, nothing, you could have room scale, you can have full body, uh, you could have wireless VR with the Gear VR. So it was really something in the future, but we were terrible at business. We are two great techies, but horrible businessmen. No, yeah, we never got an investment. And so our startup crashed so bad some years after. But and, uh, this story is not so sad because in these three years of adventure, I've learned so much about VR. I knew so many people. I learned, thanks to an accelerator, how it is, how an entrepreneur should behave. And in 2016, to start marketing for the startup, I started my blog that soon became something completely different from my startup, so completely separated. And then, 
from my expertise, I started in 2017 this um, consultancy agency with a guy that I knew with uh, while um, I was doing my startup stuff at Emotional. And so now we're trying to offer consultancies in AR and VR. So uh, both, both uh, business consultancies, you know, a company comes and want to understand what VR is. Both development consultancies, that is, I want this product and we develop it. And at the same time, since we don't like the only stuff for others, we're developing something of ours that is a mixed reality game called Hit Emotion Reloaded. What I try to do too many stuff together because, as you say, I'm a blogger, I'm a developer, I'm an entrepreneur, etc. I do lots of stuff, I do nothing in a good way. <laughs> uh, but I want to do everything in this field and I love being in RMBR. So maybe my advice for people listening to you is that try to do one thing and do it very, very well. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what I mean you know whatever you're doing I think you're doing brilliantly and I I think that's the reason you're being note you're you're being seen around the world so there is definitely something that you're doing right so I, 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 my my advice would be do whatever you're doing uh, keep on doing it because uh, there is something that you're doing which is right so you, like your story my story is also a little bit similar as I got into VR in early 2016 2015 to be precise and you you were trying to build uh, HMD and I was trying to build a, a, a camera a stereoscopic camera rig so uh, early wow. 2015 uh, when Google had built their Odyssey rig at that point of time we, we, we had a client who asked us if we could build content for them in VR and they wanted us to build stereoscopic content and like a stupid fool I invested and, and I bought cameras. I got 20 plus cameras. I, I, I got in touch with an engineer. I built my own 18 camera rig and Google Odyssey had a 16 camera rig, which was built in an array. I added top bottom and I made a complete rig. And in fact, I in invested at that point in time early 2016 in the world's first uh, robotic dolly because I wanted motion shots and then I invested in the world's first robotic drone drone and then I realized it was not working it was a stupid waste of money and we had to build it on our own so yes I mean your your journeys I I, I kind of identify with your journey with with the google glasses that uh, you, you you purchased and you mentioned that the reason you got into it because once you uh, understood when you saw VR for the first time you 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 knew that it was magical I think yeah. that's VR is magical, AR is magical. Yeah. If you have imagination, if you want to do something, VR enables that. And anybody who understands the future knows that you can build whatever you want to do. So can you talk a little bit more about your first company, Emotion AR? Well, uh, as, as I've said, the idea started when <clears throat> we tried VR since the first day. There was this magic of being in another place. The first demo for the people listening to you that are in VR since five or four years was Tuscany of the Oculus the DevKit 1 and DevKit 2. So it was very, quite rough. But we went there, we understood um, that we could be in another place. But in this place, you had to move with one uh, with the keyboard and the mouse. So you had this magic with your eyes, but there was magic in nothing else. So we 
wanted to solve this problem, want to give more natural movements, want to give a possibility to see yourself because in the original VR, you watched below you and you couldn't see your body, you couldn't see your hands, you couldn't see nothing. Right. And my body had a Kinect V2. Right. And right. so, you know, a light bulb light up in our mind, like, okay, the Kinect can give us the body, the VR can give you the magic, the visual magic. If we manage to mix the two, we are done. And in fact, we managed to do that um, and it is interesting because we noticed that Kinect actually tracks you well only if you are frontal to it. So we yeah. understood that to have a full 360 tracking, we need a, at least three Kinects. So we made a system to connect various Kinects together and then uh, made these full body skeletons talk with the VR software. So you could build application that you could see your full body avatar and you could also walk in place to walk in VR. And you could also interact with objects, touching them with your hands, with your feet. So we made a demo where you could kick a rugby ball. Um, it's something that, as someone says, I still can't see in VR now. Because, yeah, there are uh, systems with the vibe trackers, there are <coughs> full body shoots, but, some <coughs> but something that you don't add anything to your body. You just put the VR headset on with no wires because you work also with and you have your full body, that's still not there. And, but, and the, it was magical. We made like 200, 300 people try it in those years. Everyone loved it. Everyone put the glass on and then looked at the hands and the arms and they were amazed. But the problem, as I said, is that we thought at the beginning, we made two problems. So if someone wants to start a company, um, it is listening to me. Uh, we made two big problems that you should avoid. The first one is that thinking too much about the product. That is, uh, you think that the product is, if the product is good, it will sell well. And the answer is no, you have to do marketing, marketing, marketing. Usually mentors say 50% marketing, 50% product, otherwise no one knows what they're doing. The second one was that we were trying to ship a product that was completely working. So it was a stupid idea because actually you have to make a proof of concept, a working prototype, and put it on the wild to get feedbacks, to get interest, to attract investors. Instead, we showcase some videos making, okay, well, we, we will ship it later when it will be ready. And while we waited it to be ready, the Vive came to the market with its Fantastic control, it's fantastic home scale. Later came the trackers, and it was too late. So these are two problems we made. The third one actually was that we didn't ask anyone if they were interested in it. Because when you go to an exhibition, everyone makes you compliments. Whatever you showcase, yeah. it is good enough. But compliments, uh, you know, you can't buy stuff at the supermarket with compliments. It's not like money. <laughs> If I had one year of every compliments I received in the last five years, probably I would be more rich than Bill Gates. Actually, I'm in the opposite situation of Bill Gates because uh, what, needs, what a startup must do is build a product that people want to pay for. We didn't ask if people weren't interested in paying for it. So not just, okay, it's 
will you pay 3000 dollars in hardware between Kinect, mini PCs, cables, routers, etc. to have full body VR? Probably the answer would have been no. And so we should have been stop the business or pivot towards someone else. But when we realized this, it was too late. <laughs> so this is my advice is if you are to take it like me, maybe it's better to partner with a businessman that just thinks about the money and makes you see what is the right mindset. Right, right. So, so you know what? Yes, I mean, rightfully said. I mean, you know, when you build a product, you you have to build a product which people would want to pay for. And you know, most of the times when we're building products, uh, as as entrepreneurs, you get so stuck up with building the products, you forget that marketing is the biggest and the most important part of building a product right so maybe were you too early into the ecosystem maybe 2015 was too early do you have any plans to revive it maybe by <coughs> 2025 or something like that would you consider uh, reviving emotion <coughs> ar and building a vr headset at that point in time maybe in 2025 well, it's an interesting question. Uh, my heart says yes, I would love to revive it whenever it's possible. My brain saying it is difficult for once because uh, my partners in this adventure now are doing something else. Uh, the second one, the second problem is that probably I've realized after all these Facebook connects and such that if there will be viable solutions companies like Oculus, like Valve, like the ones providing headsets, probably providing a full body solution. Facebook is already a uh, uh, full body tracking solution working on the phones. Uh, Google has something like that working on the web. It, they're just not ready for VR yet. But, you know, uh, if you wait to 2025, 2030, probably there were this company making full body VR solutions. Now there is the possibility to make something that makes some money, like for instance, Driver for VR now is doing something like that. It came out later, when time were ready and we were like, we were shutting down the company, it came out, understanding the potential within VR chat to use full body VR with Kinex, with Biotracker, something that we should have. But I think it's difficult now to make a company survive doing just that. So I would love to, honestly. I've met my previous partner one month ago, and we're like, OK, there is the new Kinect. Maybe we should do something like that. It's, it's like a dream. I don't think it will become reality, honestly. Right. Yeah. So somehow I feel, I mean, seeing you, I mean, with what you've been doing, I think somehow you have found the sweet pot. I, 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 you've got great marketing skills and your blog is super excellent. I guess everybody waits for it. I personally have subscribed to it, the, the, the ghost house. Uh, would you like to talk uh, about that? Yeah. First of all, for the compliments, I'm very flattered. Um, about my blog, yeah, it's a funny story. It started, we had a blog of Emotion Air, 
what was managed, uh, I was the one writing the most articles, but it was managed by my partner. Right. And it was the classical, you know, company blog. Um, there was something, sometimes I wanted to express more my opinion, more freely, also a bit less seriously, but you can do that on a company blog. And then when we went to this accelerator, the European Innovation Academy in 2016, uh, there were very, various mentor sessions. And uh, during one of these marketing sessions, uh, we are asking this guru the, called Tommaso Di Bartolo, that is a mentor that works in Silicon Valley, like me. And we're asking him, how can we do marketing for our company, for our startup, because we need people to know about us. And he, a bit like Master Yoda, told us, hey, you told me that currently there is no uh, defined VR expert in the ecosystem, so you have to become the VR expert. And so after this sentence, when the accelerator finished, I was like, okay, Master Yoda, I will try to, do, to become the VR expert, trying to open a blog, so I can also speak more freely, saying some bad words, uh, make people also laugh a bit. I started with a blog post, terrible. <laughs> I sometimes go back and see my first two free posts and they were really something unreadable in my opinion. But it was funny because people started reading them. I really don't know why. I thought that no one was going to read me. And as soon as I see the thing get tracked on, I also learned a bit how to write an article, how to do marketing for the blog, and also to talk about my startup. So I actually used it for marketing. Soon it becomes something different. So I wanted to show people some products I tried. I wanted to comment some news. And it's interesting to see that things have started rolling like a bit like uh, themselves. So you write a bit more better, then you know something that is interesting to talk with. So you interview him. So maybe someone else wants to be interviewed, then make you a tutorial. And at a certain point, uh, someone wrote me on Facebook, hey, compliments, 32 position is not bad at all. I was like, 32 position of what? And I discovered that I was like in the 50 top influencers of VR and VR according to Analytica. I was like, <laughs> I'm just a guy that writes some blog stuff and says something stupid on social media. And yeah, I found myself there. And after that recognizement, more people wanted to be interviewed. And so, you know, things got always better. Um, in the end, I still don't know how I finished here, but I'm very happy because this let me connect with lots of people. I was at an event in Belgium last last week. I met with lots of people of the art communities from all over Europe. Uh, two months ago, I was in China. I met some people working there. I'm connecting with lots of people. I'm connecting with you also, thanks to my blog, my social activity. So this is what I love the most talking with people, and actually, I think that these people are what are teaching me really a lot. So if people say that I'm an expert, it's because talking with so many people, I'm really learning every day so much. So it's, it's really great. Lovely, lovely. You, you are de definitely a very, very humble person. But yes, I mean, you know, uh, uh, 
<coughs> I have been going around the world. I mean, you said you've been to China and around the world. And I guess that's the best part. I mean, you taking in so much information. You know, you have the first-hand information because you're meeting the leaders, the ones who are just, who, who are running the ARVR industry. Uh, and, and I believe, it, you know, community building is the most important thing because that's the only way to grow the ecosystem. At this point in time, the technology in such a nascent stage, and it's it's got negative uh, press, right? I mean, VR has got negative press, AR. I, I think it's not just AR, VR. I think all the uh, emergent technologies are getting negative press because I guess people <laughs> are expecting too much out of this technology. They do not understand that we are at the cusp of the fourth industrial revolution with where all of these technologies, you know, not just AR, VR, MR, even artificial intelligence, nanotechnology, IoT, blockchain, when it matures in another couple of years, it's definitely going to impact humanity in a very, very big way. So thank you for community building and we need, we need, uh, you know, you to do that. So, so, so tell me, like I said, you, you're in touch with all of these people. So where does the current industry stand? What, what do you, uh, where do you see AR, VR growing from here? Well, I think that the current situation, honestly, is not good nor bad. So um, there are the VR enthusiasts saying that everything is going super okay, that now there is Half-Life Felix and everything will explode. There are the VR is dead people. I think the situation is a bit in between. Um, now things are going better. Uh, like one month, one year ago, uh, actually, there was a bit of stagnation in the ecosystem. Uh, there was no disbelief in VR, so yeah, there were less customers for consultancies. There was the technology had some problems. Then, thanks to the Quest, thanks to new games, thanks also to you know, for instance, Half-Life. So all these new step by step are making things a bit better. I've seen more requests for. Seeing more optimism from the analysts, but the motto of us via startup is still you have to survive. So for one company like Bit Games that makes billions, uh, you know, can run and spend all the money they have happily in the streets, there are one startups that have to be careful to survive for the next six months, the next, and they haven't understand how to do that. So now we are in a situation where we are not starving anymore, but we have to be very careful about how we spend money, about what projects to take, and what choice to make. In my opinion, I think some real traction maybe in one, two years, and then the option maybe in five, ten years. So I think that this is a realistic expectation, so I don't think that 2020 will be the year of VR. That is the sentence I've heard in the past for every new year. But I think it will be an year where VR will consolidate itself, especially in the enterprise business. I advise everyone to work in the enterprise field at the moment, because for instance, we are making also a game, but it is something that we do in parallel with B2B projects. I've spoken with my blog with game developers, um, for instance, I made an interview with the guys on uh, the tale of the stolen pets, you know, very famous in the European indie VR developers, and they told me that so 
very hard making VR games because the market. I spoke with people at Ubisoft uh, in Italy, and I told them that they're like, "Why do you work in some in such a little niche of the market?" So um, for AAA studios, um, VR is still not that interesting for now. You may say that actually there are some making AAA games like Valve, like you know now Medal of Honor, but probably they have. Medal of Honor probably has got the money of Oculus or Facebook, like Epic Games to do a Robocall. Valve is making investment for having Steam as a platform also for VR for the future. So what I want to say is that situation is getting better. I see that, so there is optimism, but just don't make a party now. Just be very, very uh, strict about how you spend your money, about what to do, and hopefully one, two years things will get better and we all get rich. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's the idea. It's not just about getting rich, but yes, uh, uh, building. I, I think these connection uh, uh, content or experiences which really add value. And you rightfully said, I think the the business right now is not good, not bad. But yes, the industry is growing step by step. We are putting these small bricks together, and it's happening around the world. There's a movement which is growing. I mean, you sitting in Italy right now. I'm sitting in India. There are people sitting in. China. So it's not just the America which is push driving the industry. It's the rest of the world which is all coming together and, and pushing the ecosystem together. Together. So tell me, your company, New Technology Walkers, it, it's a consultation company. So what is the what is the traction with New Technology Walkers? And I, is there is there enterprise asking for solutions? Are you building solutions for them? Are you consulting and giving them uh, real use cases? Can you give me uh, details on uh, New Technology Walkers? <coughs> yeah, we are <coughs> a group of people really passionate about new technologies. Uh, I'm most interested in RMBR, like part of Massimiliano Ariani, with which I started this adventure. And as I said before, the purpose now is mostly surviving, so actually you try to diversify how you get money. Yeah. Um, we do mostly three things about RMBR. Uh, the first one is building products for third parties. So, uh, comes a uh, company says, I want to uh, prototype for uh, industrial maintenance in AR. That is something that is happening. Uh, we do, okay, what are your requirements, blah, blah, blah. And then we build the products and we give it to them. Um, the second one is, uh, you know, consultancy, more uh, high level type. That is, someone says, okay, I want to enter the market of, um, I don't know, VR training solutions. So, what are the solutions already existing? What do you advise me? Uh, what should they take? Uh, what they should be careful of? And then we help them understand uh, what is the landscape in that field, how they can turn the market, etc. It's also also happened that some investors asked us, uh, "I'm interested in the company. What do you think about what they're doing?" Because I'm in the tech field, but I'm not super expert about VR, so let me know your impressions and things like that. 
And then there is the third part that is what I also like the most. It is like, okay, let's save some time to do something for ourselves and not only for others. So something that maybe doesn't make money directly or make few money, respect of the B2B sector, but makes us a bit happier. So for instance, there are some experiments that we made, like with the pastoral function of the Wi Focus Plus. Now there is this fitness mixed reality game always for the Vive Focus Plus called the Hit Emotion Reloaded that we've built in the last month, also with the support of HTC, and we showcased in China two months ago. Right. And it's something that makes us happy because something of ours, it's a game, it's a game about fitness, so it makes people have a healthier life. And this is what we do in our time. So we try to do a lot. <laughs> Lovely. I guess that's, that's, I mean, you know, you're a serial entrepreneur and that's the best part. I mean, you know, so you're doing so many things because I guess, I guess the future is so awesome. It, it, it gives you, there is the possibilities have opened up today. I mean, I'm sitting in India, you sitting in Italy and we're conversing and, and there'll be others sitting around the world who will be listening to us, maybe getting inspired, taking something from it and possibly building their own thing. So the world is getting better and better and is growing exponentially. And I guess that's the best part. I mean, I don't think anybody can predict the future because it's growing in such an exponential space. We think linearly, but things are growing exponentially. So that's the reason I'm pretty much excited about the future. So tell me, you're also the technical advisor with Wise Realities and you're also a mentor with uh, Alan Smithson's company, XR Ignite X, uh, Accelerator. Uh, can you share some uh, details on that? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> These are some like some side jobs that I have um, because of the connection I got on LinkedIn mostly. And the XL Night Accelerator is uh, an accelerator for AMBR startups that the super influencer Alan Smithson is building in Canada. And he asked us, me and lots of other people all over the world to become mentors of startups. So what we we do is becoming mentors of startups. So whenever some new startups get into the accelerator, he decides what are the best mentors for them. And we just have to have some Skype calls with these guys or these girls and help them in understanding what they're doing good, what they're doing wrong, giving some possible connections and such. Actually, something that I also do for other people, just because I know them, maybe I see that they are making my same errors of the past, and so I'm saying them, hey, you have to do it another way, don't make like me five years ago. And instead, um, wise reality is something because I got in touch with this guy in Australia called Ali Fardimpur, uh, he is working with this new profit called Wise Realities that tries to help people with rehabilitating with uh, mental and physical problems using augmented virtual reality. So I see people that have autism, anxiety, the elderly that <clears throat> maybe have no parent, no relatives going to keep their company and all these things and uh, <clears throat> he does this thing that I think that is awesome. They really have the society more than I have ever done and he sometimes needs some help, some 
and understanding what kind of technologies could help in connecting with other people in the healthcare fields and such. And I'm very, very happy to help Ali in finding this connection, you know, in offering him help because I think he's really doing something great for humanity, you know. Lovely, lovely. So, so, so awesome, very cool. So you, you, you got a blog, The Ghost House. You, you've got Scarred Ghost, the YouTube channel. How do you manage all this and what's your team strength? Because I, I, I'm inspired by that because I, I, I do something like that because I've got uh, XROM, uh, the digital news channel. I have the, I've got the XROM podcast and I just have a two-member team. You know, it's just uh, me and uh, somebody who works with me. So it, it gets extremely difficult. How do you manage it? <laughs> I really don't know. I think that <laughs> someone says maybe it's very difficult and... I'm sacrificing my sleep. That's how I managed to uh, manage it. Actually, the blog lately, the blog and all this kind of communication is held by myself alone. And this is quite complicated. In fact, I'm thinking about how to make some people help me. Uh, it's good that I'm accepting. So, you know, some people sometimes write an article, if it is good enough, I publish it. And so I can save some time that week to publish one more post. Um, but I'm thinking about how to organize it better in the future, to organize at least uh, basic stuff, you know, maybe the layout of articles and such. So I can spare some time. I'm making someone helping me with the development itself because, of course, we are an agency. Um, I can't develop everything alone. It is something that I made in the beginning when there were fewer works, so it was doable. Now that there are more requests, it is very difficult. Also because um, if someone has just started this journey of becoming a consultant, it is not only a matter of doing the job. Uh, you have to find the customers, you have to do the meetings, you have to manage the marketing, you understand how to manage your company, then there is the bureaucracy stuff, paying taxes, etc. And lots of time goes away in management. So in the beginning, maybe you can just be one man, but soon you have to, have to find someone at least to support you. So for instance, the game that we made, it's a little game, but we have made seven people working on it. So not seven people full time, but seven people working to make all the various parts of it. Uh, for the consultancy now, <laughs> some people developments. I still like to develop a bit because I've born as a developer, so I try, I open Unity, I do some stuff, etc. But it's impossible that you go alone. So um, this is how I managed to find some time to do everything is mostly you have to work a lot. If you want to obtain yeah. a lot, you have to work a lot. There is no magic recipe. Either you work a lot or you have enough money to pay lots of people to do the work for you. But <clears throat> otherwise, just working, working, working. If someone just get to know me and say, hey, your blog is famous, how do you have these readers and such? It's because it's three years that I work on it, that like every day or every two days, I write something on LinkedIn, on Twitter. I share the newsletter and <clears throat> so it's always con uh, constant working hard. It's the only solution to everything. 
completely i guess that's that's the only truth in life i guess i mean it's the only hard work right and and yeah. it, when you're driven and you're passionate i guess <coughs> that's when you can do that and only hard work uh, uh, will take you to your to your destination wherever you want to go and and i do believe i mean yes uh, being a startup and you know it, it's it's very difficult and and yes like like you rightfully said the 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 industry arvr industry is not too good it's not too bad but yes it's looking very good so when i meet startups i advise them that think about it with a, a long term vision understand that in another f- maybe 5 10 years it might get ubiquitous if we all come together and push the ecosystem because i see that the 2d platform is going to die out uh, and we're going to enter the 3d spatial computing maybe it's going to take 3 years 5 years 10 years but it's the future what would be your advice to those startups who want to get into ar vr but but yes are a little skeptical because the industry is a little in flux what would be your advice my advice about uh, what exactly so what i advise to startups about yes that? yes if if they've started right now and and they are they they are uns- unsure because the the industry like you said rightfully it's not in a good state not in a bad state so what would be your advice to them if they want to enter uh, and uh, create a ar vr startup Well, mostly I think I agree with everything you said uh, now. Um, probably what I will tell them is to have a great vision in five, ten years, as you said. So think about the convergence, as Charlie Fink loves to say. So 5G, AR, AI will do something together. Yeah, it is not the world like you see today. It's how you have to imagine it in five years. At the same time. <clears throat> now and to dream so you have to have like think in parallel in two ways one is your dream in five years one is how do i pay the bills this month and <clears throat> this is not easy to do i have to say that i still to learn a lot about this because in some moments i doing too much in some others i'm too practical and so I focus too much on the present because the problem is, is that if you focus too much on your dream you die even before uh, the dream becomes reality because you have no money if you think too much about the practical sides you just focus on making things that gives you money that are never innovative because let me be honest all these training maintenance solutions that you're seeing the training is what gives you more money in vr maintenance is what it gives you more money in ar but they are all the same products So you see 10 20 30 startups doing all the same products and you're like okay where is the innovation <laughs> the first one is innovative there is no innovation anymore <clears throat> so if you just do that in two years you will just become a company that has no innovation anymore so you have to be able to do a mix of the two stuff and i said it's not easy i probably have to find someone that teaches me how to do that also um i have to say that you also have to understand um that there are different ways to survive also depending on where you are in the world let me do an example if you are in the silicon valley probably with a good idea you can get 2 million euros in investment and you can survive even if at the beginning you just burn money hey who cares you have 2 millions if you are in europe 
mm, doesn't work. I don't know in India, but here, if we get like 100k euros of investments, it's just we party hard. In Silicon Valley, probably we won $100,000, I don't know, the, a party. So the money is just enough to do the party and then it's over. So different kinds of standards. And you have to realize, you have to adapt to where you are. If you don't like where you are, you have to move another country. So <clears throat> the situation is different for every company. Also, there are some products that are more suited for the present. Maybe you like doing training. Maybe you have... A, an innovative idea for training, and you can start now and making money immediately. Or maybe you have an idea for the next generation of VR glasses that I don't know, 10K resolution per eye. Okay, you can't do money or money now. You need lots of money to do hardware, so you need a huge investment now. You have to survive for three years, probably not selling any product. So <clears throat> it's different. When I go to China, you say that travel all over the world. People say we get investments, but investors want money back immediately. Yes. So <clears throat> in America, maybe you can get one million and Right on it in five years, starting money in five years for the investor is okay. In China, no, you get one million now, you have to start earning money next month. Yeah. So you have to adapt, you have to pivot. It's, someone told me, Susan Borders of BadVR told me that owner uh, is just accepting the chaos. And that's true. It's all a complete, you never know what you have to do. Situation changes completely. And so you have to be able to adapt. That's the real answer to everything. Right. I, I, I guess rightfully said, I guess you need to adapt. Yeah, even in India, it, 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 funding A is extremely difficult to come by. So, so we have around 200 plus startups in the country. But only 5% of, of those startups have got some kind of funding. So the rest wow. is all bootstrapped. So it's that hard. So, but I mean, you know, when it's that hard, the competition is that harsh. So everybody is trying to be innovative and they've got to have their own product. Otherwise, everybody <coughs> is, you know, jumping in and taking their. So, so yes, we, 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 it, it's it's hard. But yes, I mean, that's, that's a startup's life. And we are all in to uh, solve a problem and build a solution that which adds value. So, so tell me, where do you see AR, VR in the next five or 10 years? And what is your vision? What would you want to do in the next five, 10 years? Well, actually, my vision is not that original in the sense I see that in five, 10 years, uh, we will have some kind of lightweight glass able to do AR and VR, uh, connected with 5G, uh, super resolution, blah, blah, blah. Probably it's what everyone do in this podcast because it's what we all expect to happen, actually. Uh, glass will to live in a mixed reality always, in the magic verse, in the metaverse, in the cyberverse. Everyone has a new name for the same thing. So you just live in a world that is a completely mix of virtual and real. What, so this is what I see in the future. I see that starting happening in 2021, 22, you see the new glasses from Facebook, from Apple, they're all coming that year because the, probably the technology will be ready that year and that will be the first generation so you need other years to become lighter more connected we have to understand how 5g works 
a lot of time needed. Uh, what I want to say a bit more or less obvious that I really have no idea what is going to happen. This is something that also Charlie Fink told me, the great journalist Charlie Fink, right, right. is that I asked him, tell, tell me something about the future of VR and VR. He said, the truth is no one has an idea what will happen next five yeah. to ten years. No one. He has yeah. interviewed the top people from the top companies. And why? Because imagine what has happened with the World Wide Web. When I was like, I don't know, in high school, the world, internet was going, starting getting popular in Italy. I don't even have the flat subscription. For me, internet was a ah, cool stuff. I can send emails, download some funny PowerPoints, and something like that. And ah, there is this website called YouTube where ah, there are some videos of music. Yeah, nice. And then now, 15 years later, internet has completely changed everything. No one was expecting. No one was expecting we'll live with a phone constantly in our hand. No one could believe that our life will be on the web. No one would believe that we could all be so connected. I think that the interesting stuff in that five, ten years, something like that is going to happen. We can't imagine it because at some point we have some idea that somehow we it it will explode and we change everything. And we can't predict it because if I could predict it, probably I would start doing it and become <laughs> a billionaire. No one idea that Facebook, YouTube, we could have changed everything. No one when Facebook came out could imagine that social media will disrupt everything, thanks also to the phone. And that's right. another right. idea of convergence. So, you know, mobility with the internet together to create something new. So this is what I want to say. I have no idea what will happen. <laughs> I know that something will be disrupted completely right. thanks to these technologies. Um, at the same time, fascinates me and scares me. <laughs> right, completely. Yes, I mean, rightfully said. So the last question of the day. Uh, technology is growing in an exponential space, right? Five years, ten years down, uh, uh, earlier, we could hardly build uh, photorealistic content, you know, I mean, we were, we were doing uh, uh, 2D content and it was uh, decent. Today, we are coming close to building photorealistic content. With haptic feedback, we are coming to a point where we can uh, simulate maybe all of five senses, right? We, we, we sense our entire world with the five senses, sight, sound, touch, smell, taste. Uh, with the, the computing growing exponentially, maybe we'll come to a point where we'll be able to not just build photorealistic content, but build virtual reality content where the lines of reality might start getting blurred, right? And I'm just talking about maybe like uh, 10 years or 15 years down the line or 20 years down the line. What happens post that? Now, what happens maybe 50 years <coughs> down the line? There is this thought floating around in the world that maybe we are living in a simulation because uh, uh, we came out of atoms. We came out of atoms which collided, which has expanded into 13.8 billion years and we, it's still expanding. And 
we we came out from atoms right are there chances that we can create content or a virtual reality experience and put us back into the atom is uh, what i'm trying to say is that if we can build something like that are we actually living in a simulation Yeah, that's a very interesting question that blends a bit of science and philosophy, lots of stuff. Actually, as I said, this is the realm of the I have no idea stuff because it really becomes too extreme. It's probably, in my opinion, even later than 20 years because I think that with audio and visual it is possible, but for taste. for haptics on the full body probably will need some brain implants brain computers um, yeah in my opinion it will take later on and the problem when everything like this will happen apart from the brain computer interface that can also open other scenarios like for instance Elon Musk says if i have a brain interface you have a brain interface i can send you my feelings Thoughts. i can send you what i'm thinking about Right. So we will not talk anymore. Probably this podcast will be just me and you watching each other in the eyes and our brain communicates super fast. I don't know how we will record that, but this will happen. So something that you're doing since the humanity is born probably will change. And so we're trying to think something that is even to be for my mind or whatever is really completely change of everything. But I agree with you that probably I hope that we'll reach to that point. But once we reach to that point, everything, the meaning of reality will become so blurred that uh, the, the consequences will be so enormous that really I can't think about them. Uh, virtual world put you in and you could understand that it's a virtual world. Maybe you sleep, you wake up, you think it's your reality. Actually, it is not. Maybe we can create some... virtual beings that have our brain inside there is already some new space that is trying to let you behave then it believes your it uh, learns your behavior so it's like you uploading your brain to virtual so yourself if the artificial intelligence is smart enough could live in a virtual world believing maybe it is a real world uh, who knows if these brains uploaded maybe create other virtual reality for themselves uh, it becomes like a matrioska virtual reality really <clears throat> the possibilities become too much uh, when i spoke with um, uh, with a psychologist about this idea of reality and such and we talked about what is reality Yeah, it just told me that reality is a set of conventions because me and you could live in a simulation now. Who knows? I believe mm-hmm. not, but maybe it is possible. Um, but we call this reality. It is our reality. If my son one day will, will be born in virtual reality world completely, that will be his reality. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he's happy inside that. So why should I say him... this is not the real reality what is the real reality who knows <laughs> and i've read another book from another psychologist and the meaning is always that one because even it's very fascinating it's a book by giuseppe riva that is super smart teacher he studies made made the most important studies with vr to cure autism and other mental problems 
And so he knows a lot about the mind. There's a chapter in the book telling the parallelism between virtual reality and how the mind works. Because how, even if this is the real reality, actually, we don't know that. It's our brain that constructs a virtual model of the world around it, inside it, of the behaviors. In fact, that thanks to all of this, we can go in the autopilot in 90% of things we do during the day, talking, eating, maybe you just don't think about it, you just eat. Um, all this is possible because of this mental model made by the brain. So we already live in, his, in its virtual reality. It's, it's When you start studying all this stuff, even if I know really little, the mind becomes completely blown because you understand that Reality is a very, you know, inexistent, it's just an idea, it's not something you can define. And when we're going with this technology, we have more realities than now. And really, I can't tell what will happen. I would like to know, I'm very curious to know Right, yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah. So, uh, Tony, it was a pleasure talking to you. I, I really enjoyed the conversation. And I, and I hope my uh, audience also enjoys the conversation. And like always, I'm going to leave your uh, links behind so people can connect with you, reach out, because the idea is to build an ecosystem. So, so people like us, you, me, and the others around the world rally together and build an ecosystem which push drives adoption of this technology, which I believe <coughs> will change uh, mankind. So, so thank you for being part of XRM podcast. And to yes, please, yes, please. Since please. you just talked about this ecosystem, etc., I've seen that the most smart people in this ecosystem, like for instance, you, are working to make something together. There's no sense to make the world between us now because there is no market, because the technology is a problematic state, etc. So I think it's very important that everyone if tries to help each other. That doesn't mean to, to create problems for your company by helping others. But if you can do even a little for everyone else, that's important enough. Helping people that just need a, a, an answer to a question make some connections from two people that could help each other. It's super important now. Just if, if we work by ourselves, we lose all individually. Or we can join together and win together. That's how we should think about. So Eddie, I think you're doing something great. Thank you. Thank you. And what a, what a brilliant line to close with because I, I think we're all working in silos and, and we need to move out because the world is becoming more inclusive and you need to, like you said, if you reach out, help and answer questions. If somebody has an, uh, as a question, answer, help people. I think this world will become so beautiful, you know, rather than us being ruled by these tech behemoths who, who, who take our data, who own everything. So yes, I guess the world needs to get in, uh, inclusive, uh, help each other and grow. So thank you for being part of XRM Podcast. And to my listeners, if you like what you see, please press the subscribe button. And uh, until next time, see you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you.